0: You didn't know Bruno Mars is going to be here, everybody. Can we give it up for my baby brother? Come on! That's so fun. So fun. For those of you who are online, you're like, "Uh, what's so fun? Bruno Mars is in the house. Hey, baby, I think I want to marry you. I got more coming today, all right? So, hey, let's do what we always do. I'm glad to be here. How about you? Come on, let me hear you, everyone. Fire it up for the morning. For some of you who are new, you're like, who are you? I'm Tony. My name is Tony. I'm one of the lead pastors. I'm not one. I am the lead pastor, believe that or not. And uh, one of the pastors on staff here, and I'm just grateful, really am grateful that you'd all show up today. And uh, I think we got some great stuff planned. There's a bunch of people who are going to watch online. I'm going to make you clap one last time. Let's welcome everybody who's watching online, too. You matter. You matter. And uh, we're going for it. And uh, so here's a quick update. Um, because a couple months ago, or maybe as a month ago, we actually took an offering around here where we raised some money, and we are really putting the final touches on an online service that we're going to play in its full entirety. So you'll get the music, you'll get to see what I was just talking about, and and we're just really excited to roll this out. You can expect this, you know, June, mid June, and uh, we really think it's going to be a treat for everybody who's. Uh, Part of the online audience, and we're just fired up about that. But uh, today, really, what we're doing is we're diving in to week four of a series that we have been calling Imperfect Together. Imperfect Together, because the truth is, all of us are really imperfect. I mean, just look at your neighbor that you're sitting next to, and you're like, Uncle Frank's bad. You know, it's like we're imperfect, but we're together. You showed up, and we're together. And really, the the series title is really what church is a bunch of imperfect people who are together. And we know that that is really the the lump sum of all of our relationships. I mean, people are together, but we're also imperfect, which adds a complexity to the relationships that we're in and causes at times some serious heartaches because we're imperfect. But the truth is, and what I believe to the core of my being is that throughout the entire pages of scripture, front to the back, God specializes in taking people who are imperfect and together, and making the most out of their relationships. There are incredible principles found all throughout the pages of Scripture where God pours into the lives of people, saying, hey, we got to figure out ways for you to navigate these relationships just better. And so what we've done, we actually launched the series. You can watch all these online. But we jump-started the series by talking about Adam and Eve, the very first couple ever you know, created. God breathed them into existence, formed them. And we talked about how there's some lessons to learn in their very first interactions that there was no shame. They, they stood, they interacted with each other, there's no shame. And I said, what would it look like for our relationships right now to have some things that were a part of us that produced no shame? I think one of the, the worst things that we can do is walk around in shame. And some of us are just kind of shooting ourselves in the foot because we do things that cause such shame in our lives. And so we just worked through that. And then the following week, I had my beautiful bride teach with me. And we talked through the Ten Commandments of Marriage. We made it through three, actually. And then we post-produced the, the last seven. And it was just such a great time of interacting. She's going to be teaching with me today, too, everyone. And it was just such a great time. And, and we think that, that God has just given us great insight on how to better navigate the relationships That we're in. Now, one of the anchors for the entire series has been a statement that I've shared. And I just want to remind you what it is. And it's not a statement that I put out there just because I'm a half empty guy, because I'm an optimistic person. I actually believe this to the core of my being because I see it through the pages of the scriptures. The statement is literally this that your relationships can be stronger. That your relational spot that you came in right now can actually get better. You can be stronger. Your marriage can be better. Your dating, your engagement, your next marriage. if you It can be better. It can be stronger. I believe this. With everything I am, and yet some of you are in the room, and you're going, well, I've already blown it up. The relationship that I had, I made a complete mess of it, or they made a complete mess of it. And if I could just make a statement for you to hold on to. I believe this is true as well, that your future relationships can be stronger and that God wants to pour into your life right now to prepare you for something greater. With him at the center, And we'll work our way through that. But all week long, I've had this, this almost just hunch that, not even a hunch, but just this weight on my life that I just knew I needed to address some of us in the room and just acknowledge that with the size of a room like this, some of us can come in here feeling pretty beaten up, pretty bruised up. Some of the conversations that we're hearing is thank goodness for this series right now. I could really use it. I'm in a tough spot. And here's what I just wanna acknowledge just so you know that I'm not blind to some of the realities. I know some of us in the room, our relationships, you feel like they've grown distant. And you're going, I I can't remember the last time we connected. It's just, it's grown distant. It's, there's a gap now. There's a chasm in this relationship that I once had that was tight and close, but you know, just circumstance, it didn't happen overnight. It's happened over a long period of time, and we just feel distant. Others of you, you're coming into the room, and you're just going, we fight about everything. I mean, my fuse has just gotten so short. I'm quick-tempered. I don't know where this is all coming from, but man, it's just a constant fight in our house. I might be describing your world right now. Others of you, you've discovered that there are some hurtful habits. Maybe your significant other is telling you, there are some things that you do that cause pain in my life, and maybe you're in the room and you're going, and I'd do them anyways. I've just gotten to that spot. I'm just cold to it. I have a hurtful habit. I know about it. Maybe you don't know about it. And I just, there's just some tension right now. Yeah, others of us have addictions that we are racing to that are causing pain in your own life and your significant other's life. And I just want to just step there because it's just what we do. And I know in a room this size and with an online audience, there's some of you who have faced an affair and you know the damaging weight that is and what do you do with that? How do you navigate through some of life's biggest, toughest things that remind us that we are imperfect, yet we're together, so we might as well figure this thing out? Well, quite practically, what we want to do is we want to help today. Today, I want to teach a short message. I want to give you some some teaching, and then I want to move into practical tools so that you can feel prepared to navigate through some of the hurts that you'll experience in life, I want to, quite honestly, give you some resources, hopefully on the way in you received uh, you know, a program and with, a, with a, I don't know, kind of a fold-and a half sheet around it that we're going to work through, but it's going to be framed around this one verse. This is a verse, by the way, that I encourage you to memorize or write down this one verse. It's found in Hebrews chapter 13, verse four. It says this, "Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage." Simple verse, not all that profound. But it says, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. I'm going to need your help on the first two words. Just real quick, help me out. Everyone, on the count of them, one, two, three, give honor. we got to give honor, but how do you do it? How do you do this? How do you really prioritize marriage? How do you set yourself up for the marriage that God has brought you to right now or the one that he will bring you to later? How do you give honor to it? Well, I actually want to welcome out my bride right now, and I'm going to ask you guys to, to help me welcome her out with a big city point welcome. Would you show some love to my beautiful wife, Carrie, everybody? Come on. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm, she, she wants me to give her a kiss today. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, she did. She begged me all week, telling her, if I come out there, would you, would you, would you smooch me all over the, you know, my face? And I was like, no. No, I will not. I'm just going to do a quick little smooch. That's what I'm doing. She's like, come on. Little bit. No, I was like, I just, it was tension all week. She wanted some, so much more. Um, hey, just, okay, kidding. All right, hey, thanks so much for being here. This is so fun. And hey. I feel like every time I talk about relationships, you want to come talk with me? Because I just get, I get happy about it. I mean, this is exciting to me. I want to, you know, skip past some of the just the goofy stories that we always share and just dive right in. We're talking about giving honor to marriage. And I've just posed the question how do you do that? I mean, what does it really look like? And we've jotting down some notes, uh, and I just thought, well, let's just dive in. And for some of you, you're going to jot some things down. We'll keep it real simple, and then we'll move into some practical application tools to help your marriage and or your future marriage or just even your life. But, Carrie, would you just usher us in? What's the first, and you know, kind of how to give honor to your marriage that you would suggest?
1: Yeah, well, a couple weeks ago when we talked about this, num- point number one was the exact same as it is today, and that is that we will put God... and we just feel like we would do such a disservice to all of you and to relationships, to marriages, if we didn't start here every time we talked about marriage, that we want desperately for people to have strong marriages and to have marriages that reflect the love of God, but we don't think that that can happen without putting God first and without really seeking him. So today we're going to look at a verse different from the one we did a couple weeks ago. This is in Matthew, and it says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. That's a great verse. I think we love that that verse comes with such a promise that you will have everything you need if you seek God first and live righteously. So we understand that in a lot of relationships, maybe one person wants to seek God or maybe one person even wants to better the relationship and the other is not in that boat. And so to people in that situation, I just say, seek God. If you're in a relationship that has left you lonely or hurt or wounded seek God. And if you're in a marriage that um, is fruitful and is healthy, seek God. Because truly when we seek him, we will find him. And when we find him, we are full of him. And he promises us the gift of his Holy Spirit. And when we have that, we are full of joy and we are full of peace and patience and kindness. And those are the best things that we could give to our marriages and to any relationship that we're in. It's just to seek God. So wherever you find yourself in marriage or any relationship, the best gift we can give ourselves is to seek God. Because every Human relationship we're in is with two flawed and very imperfect people. And when we seek God, we have this relationship with someone who is perfect, who will always be faithful to us, who will always treat us with kindness, who will always be full of forgiveness for us.
0: Yeah. I love I love that. That's Put God first in your lives. Again, two weeks ago when we talked about this, you made mention of, of how this is a blessing for a relationship. And I totally agree that there's a blessing that's in store for your spouse, when you put God first in your own life, and likewise for them, speak to that a little bit more. Why is that such a blessing to a relationship to put God first in your in your marriage? No, I have
1: found you know, if we are, if we act based on how the other person acts, if our if my love for you or my commitment to you is based on how perfect you are, that will not work well. And I am a highly- <laughs> Uh, I would not be kind or loving. No, but I am a very, very imperfect person. So the blessing for you me it first. In, in being
0: she said it, not me.
1: married to someone who seeks God is that you will seek to be obedient to him, which means you will seek to honor me. Even though I am
0: imperfect, yeah, even, and that's a blessing. Again, I just I, I've kind of teed that up so she would just say it in front of you all that she's not perfect. Okay, so you just you guys just need to know she's got major faults too. Okay, flaws. Um, not many, but just some. One revolves around bacon. I think I'm going to go there. Okay. All right. So here's what happened. Two years ago, two years ago Christmas, uh, I wanted bacon for Christmas morning, which you know, okay, get off me. And so I I wanted some bacon. And just remember what season it's in, it's winter, dead of winter, and I remember waking up in the morning, like, oh, this is going to be so good, and uh, you, you kind of looked at me, and you're like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm about to make bacon, I had to skill it out, and she's like, not in here, you're not. I was like, Whoa. Bacon stinks, I okay? Like, <laughs> I was like, well, where am I going to make it? And you were like, and you just pointed towards the door, like outside. I was like, it's four degrees, four, not like 4D, you know, like, four and I'm like, are you serious? She's like, no, I'm dead serious. I offered the garage. She, and I was like, I'm not going to make bacon in the garage. Who do you think I am? I was like, no, that's crazy. It's smell up my whole garage? Are you serious? Was, just, so she made me bundle up. I put We were
1: entertaining. Yeah. I can understand the lingering smell of bacon. I put gloves on. I was
0: out there 45 minutes <laughs> to grill bacon. Not grill. To you know, skillet bacon. Because it was four degrees. I was out there that long. Now, I still love you. I do. I'm sure. I'm hanging on to some things. I'm but, glad you seek
1: God. <laughs> but,
0: but I love you through it. I just do. Now, check this out because I love, I love this verse. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Carrie's not my God. Jesus is. I'm putting God first. I'm loving Carrie through that. But, but catch this. This is so brilliant. It goes on to say, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. And I want you to miss this. This is so profound to me. It's just ripped into my, into my heart this last week that as a husband, there's a lot of things I need to love Carrie. Uh, there's a lot of things she'll need, a lot more that she's gonna take to love me well, you know? And, and yet, God says, I'm gonna give you what you need. And I found myself just being drawn to a passage in the New Testament. It's in Galatians chapter five, verse 22 and 23. And this is the fruit of the spirit. This is what God will give you If you seek him first, it says that I'll give you love, peace, patience, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, goodness. And all these incredible promises of what we need. And I find, you know, not very ironic that that list there in Galatians chapter 5 is so brilliant for a relationship. Boy, if I lead out of love and patience and have self-control in my life because I'm putting God first and he's giving me what I need, we're going to be blessed For the first thing that we're going to do to give honor to our relationships is we're going to put God first. Carrie, what's the second one?
1: All right, number two is to throw off sin. And we see in part of that verse, we say, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. So to live righteous means that we need to throw off our sin. And one thing I love when I think about this church and the people here is that there are some of us who have walked with Jesus a long, long time, and there are many of us who are just beginning This journey with jesus and we have him and we are seeking him and all of this is a process of throwing off our sin and getting rid of our old and embracing the new that jesus has for us so there's a passage this morning i'm going to read where we'll see the contrast of our old way of life, our life controlled by sin, and the new life that we have available to us in Christ if we are are willing to do the work of throwing off our sins. So in Ephesians 4, we read, and this is talking, they is talking about the Gentiles, a group of people that were not yet following Jesus. They are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes, put on your new nature, created to be like God. That's amazing. What a great yes. passage. So throw off sin and is very active and it requires something of us to actually take our sin and to get rid of it. So when we come to know Jesus and we cross the faith line, this isn't something that happens overnight, but it's such a process in our lives and it's slow. I mean, I've followed Jesus for a lot of years and I am still daily throwing off sin and trying to clothe myself with the um, with Christ. And so I, I love, in this verse, we see the contrast. If we're going to choose to live in our sin, and a lot of us want to do that, and it's very easy to point that out in other people. It's very yes. hard to, <laughs> to identify in ourselves that we are selfish. And we just think, I want to do that. And that's something, my sin is something I want to hold on to. I don't want to get rid of that. And I think in our doing that, we want to pursue that selfishness. We want to be free. We want to have freedom. And in our marriages, it can cause so much damage if we cling to our sin and we say, that is my thing, would you just leave that alone? Like, can I just have my thing? Can I just have my habit? And as we pursue that freedom, what we think is freedom, we find ourselves in such bondage to our sin and to that shame and to this sinful old self that we really truly, what we want to do is break free from. And what we read in this passage is that true freedom is found when we embrace the new self that we are in Jesus, that the Bible is not full of rules and regulations to make life hard, but it's the book of freedom. It's the book of life saying, if you will follow me and you will throw off your sin and you will embrace the life that I have for you in me, you will find freedom. And that freedom is such a blessing to marriages and to relationships when I say, I'm going to follow the book of life and I'm going to see what Jesus has for me. And in turn, I'm not giving up something I love, I'm finding Freedom and finding
0: life. So good. That's so good. I could just listen to you talk about that all day. It's so fun. And I, I think, I, I, why do I feel like every time I start to talk, it's like the dumbed down version. It's like, all right. So the yes. faith line, you maybe heard me talk about this faith line before. It's like our right, ABC's tone, just go, don't go any further than that. When somebody steps over the line of faith, when they give their life to Jesus, instead of letting their life be led by themselves, the invitation for us to throw off our sin. You're, you're no longer controlled by your sin anymore. You have freedom in Christ. I want to show you where this is found. It's found in Romans chapter 6, verses 6 and 11. It says, we're no longer slaves to sin. Before you had Jesus, you were a slave to your sin. It's, it's why it's so vital. It's why, it's why we do what we do, is we want to help point people to Jesus because we don't want them walking around slave to the things that we don't want to do anymore. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus. It's why it's so important as a church, why we got to keep Jesus the main focus around here. Helping people find hope and freedom in Jesus, because when you do, it's when you're able to throw off the sin that holds you back. I don't have to keep running to that empty well any longer. I'm dead to that, and I'm alive in God. I don't have to keep using the same anger and the same tones that I've had in the past. I'm dead to that. I'm alive to Jesus. And when I'm alive to him, he's going to produce some great things inside of us that are a blessing for the marriage. This is brilliant. I'm going to give you number three. Number three is this. We're going to make much of your marriage now. How do we, how do we give honor to our marriage. Well, we're gonna put God first, we're gonna throw away sin, and then we're gonna make much of our marriages right now. We're not gonna wait till the kids are gone. We're not gonna you know, wait till next you know relationship series we do at City Point. We're gonna make much of it right here, right now. It's really important. I'm, I'm gonna make a really... You know, interesting. Hey, I need you to bring out the big, uh, big white giant, okay? Bring that bad boy out. And uh, you'll understand in a second when you see it wheeling out here. Um, but I want to do, for the next little bit, is I just want to share with you how to do that. How do you make much of your marriage? Because more than likely, you might find yourself in a spot where you're going, I got a lot that I'm dealing with. There's, there's some relational dynamics in my life right now that are just Tricky. And and if I could before we race to the whiteboard, thanks, John. By the way, um, I would tell you it, it matters too much. Um, if you're if you're married and you have little ones, you just have to. You have to make much of your marriage right now. No 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 time to wait. Uh, there's no time to play around. Uh, we got to have great marriages. Um, God wants this, and I want this so bad for all of you. If you're not if you found yourself hurt and alone right now, now's the time to pour in and prepare for something better. And so what Carrie and I have experienced over the last, uh, you know, since we started City Point is there's been a handful of couples uh, that have said, hey, um, boy, we found ourselves in a tough spot. Can, can, you, can you help us move forward? Can you give us some tools, some, some, some next steps to do this? And, and, and so what I wanted to do is almost kind of open myself up and go, welcome to Sunday morning, you know, marriage counseling with Tony and Carrie. You know, we're going to do this together. And on the way in, you would have hopefully received one of these you know, booklets, one of these fold-in-halves. And, and on the inside, I want to tell you what it is, and then I'll explain. And then I'll, I'll just start working through. There are some go-to tools that I'll use if you were to come in and say, hey, I've just found myself in a tough spot, that I would walk you through, and I just want to do that together as a, as a big church and kind of prepare you with homework for the rest of the week to actually do this on your own. Now, I'm going to go to the board now, and I'm going to have Carrie kind of help me out with this a little bit.
1: Yes, but I feel like I should give a disclaimer. Give,
0: give a disclaimer. I, this is. That whenever I drink.
1: see things like this, I roll my eyes. I think I will never sit down and do that with you. Yes, even.
0: <laughs> but you do. But yes, but yeah.
1: I will say, even if you sit down with an eye roll, this is a blessing to identify and to speak. To be forced to speak out loud, things that are hard for us and things that we are doing well, yeah. has been a blessing. So roll your eyes. And then carry on and yeah. do and your. Yeah, and for thing.
0: those of you who are just a little nicer, you'll just go, okay. I'm excited to learn. All right, so, all right, all right. So, so here's the deal. this first chart. I, I call it the two buckets chart. Okay, and uh, forgive me for my artistry here, but the two buckets chart, and and if if Carrie was one of the buckets and I was the other bucket, you start to see the analogy. And inside the bucket, we have uh, have some water, and and part of this exercise is to learn as a couple what is it that I do, Carrie, that fills your bucket up. Well, not not yet. Uh, and what is it that, you know, that you do that fills my bucket up? You're quick. You see how quick she is to tell? Yeah. Can we know. talk
1: about what drains my bucket Yeah. <laughs> and then
0: and then to identify more than likely there's there's a few I mean, probably not for me. But like, there's a few things that drain your bucket. Okay, this is again real elementary sounding, but a few holes in the bucket that that'll drain you. Now, now, now we get to share. Okay, it's a little painful for me, but um, I'll start with you. What is it that I do that kind of fills your bucket? And just you know, I'm gonna be taking notes. All right, here, just help me out here, and you get a little insight into our life. What what is it that fills? Okay, I would say cleaning the house. Seriously, that's what cleaning you got. The clean the like clean house. out of everything. It's like.
1: A clean house. So if I am putting kids to bed and I come out and you've picked up the mess of toys, oh, that is like, you are telling me you love me. Now, My house is this. clean.
0: Do you think I'm going to clean the house? Come on now. Yes, I'm going to clean that house. I'm going to get the house clean. All right? I'm cleaning the house. If it fills your bucket up, I'm not too dumb not to just do it. All right, give me another one. Clean the house.
1: All right, words of affirmation for okay. me would be one. So I, yeah, you saying encouraging things or recognizing things I've done and saying them. That
0: fills my bucket. Words of affirmation. I can get better at that. <laughs> All right. Oh, maybe maybe one more. What's what's an, what's another filler of, of your bucket?
1: Well, I would say you are good at being spontaneous. So if you come home and say, hey, let's not cook dinner. Let's go out to eat. I, I knew yes. that's what
0: she was getting. Out to Always. eat. Let's just go. Yes.
1: <laughs> let's go out of town. Yes, let's. So any, well, yeah. yes, out, yeah.
0: to <laughs> out, to, out to eat. Out to eat. I don't have to cook. I, Pay attention to this now. This this exercise, if you're if you're willing to do it. Now, I've just learned some vital things. Vital for me. Boy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clean the house. If she's putting the kids to bed, if she's rubbing Ella's back and doing, you know, with the little ones, why wouldn't I? Go and race around, tidy up the house, because it's going to fill your bucket. Now, mine, um, uh, <laughs> mine are a little bit more, you know, like, um, play with me. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to like? You want to go on a walk? You want to play catch? You want to throw a frisbee? He's like, fills my bucket. You know, I'm just, God, I remind myself so much more of a dog than I think. It's like, yeah, like, give me a snack. You want to play? But a, but a big one for me, just it's spending time together, being active. I love that. Um, There's a little bit more. You know, pray for me. I love. Uh, hearing you pray for me, I love knowing that you pray for me. It fills me up. And this last one, I'm just going to write this, PG-13. And, uh, so now, that
1: was not what you wrote down. Yeah. Date night. <laughs> date which night. Which are very G. Which, so okay, go okay. ahead and.
0: G. All right, okay. This f- fills me up, everyone. And I do this. All right, so let's have some fun. Now, what, what drains you? And this is just, we're just giving you the idea. You, you can do this. All of you are, are so much smarter. If something
1: drains me, does it mean you have to stop doing it? <laughs> or are we That's just, a trick question. We're just talking about it, I don't right? know.
0: <laughs> this this okay. tool is literally to identify, okay? Okay. So, some things. Um, some things your spouse, your partner, um, you're going to need to work on. Other things, yeah, plug the hole up. Be done, right? So we'll, we'll see what you have. Okay. First, okay? Um. <laughs>
1: Number one, yeah. you never miss an NBA playoff game. I
0: can't miss them. 40 I mean, like, games I
1: just, in 40 nights. <laughs> 40 games, 40 game. nights.
0: Every May and June drives her crazy. But, uh, I, gee, I don't know if I'm plugging that one up, but, but it's good to know. It's good to know. I'm just, I'm kidding. I can, I could DVR it. All right. All right. Um, what's another one?
1: All right. Uh, when all we talk about for days on end is church, when yeah. we just work church. Yes.
0: All right, I'm all right. Um, I need to pay attention to this. And I know this. We made the list together. Um, it'd be really foolish for me to, to not pay attention. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry sometimes. Ah, no, that I, I just I, I don't turn off well enough. And I'll go home and I'll just, I'm just a bulldozer in my brain. This one has got to get better for me okay? All right. all right, all right, all right. You're like, move on. Tony. I'm going I'm to cry. Baby. All right, let's get to yours, okay? All right. So, just kidding. I would never draw those out for nothing. Yeah, you know, this insanity. I'd, every guy skipped that one, okay? Just let her do hers. All right. I'm just kidding. She has some. I just, I just don't want to air them out. Um, all right. Uh, hey, last thought on this. Real simple, right? I don't want to insult anyone. Just, I, I call it the two buckets, It's real helpful to to talk with your spouse, to talk to a significant other and go, hey, uh, there's some things that you're doing right now that I wanna make you aware of that are draining me. And there are some things that you do that fills me right up. And what a gift that is, what a gift. Um, Now, you need to know that everything that you do on this and every chart needs to be done with Ephesians 4 in mind. This is a verse that is a a big deal to us. it says, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. We got to do this with love in mind. And if I can, I'll just let you know that the, the missing link in this chart, I'm just going to give you the answer to the equation here, is that each of us need to have a spigot that is Jesus that is actually filling us up and sustaining us. I'm going to keep draining you. I just am a professional at that. But what... What I can't control is you staying connected to a source that fills you up more than I could ever do, and that's the hope that we have in Christ, okay right right there um, SWAT come with me the SWAT this um, if if you have a business actually more likely um, in college you heard of this or maybe in a high school class this is a this is a tool that is used in companies in uh, helping move organizations further to identify weak areas of your organization and, and identify them and then put traction to moving them forward. Well, I think it's been a helpful tool for me to share with couples as well, forcing them to make four helpful lists. Uh, the first is our strengths list, our weaknesses. What are some of the weaknesses? What are some of the great opportunities we have in front of us? and what are some of the threats that we can experience now instead of this is a change from first service you want to see us share our list you can watch that one but we want to just let's just spitball together what are some some strengths that you might have as a couple that that we that more than likely you might put up have, help me out with this some strengths that you would see in couples
1: yeah well i think of a lot of couples more talented than us have cool hobbies
0: that okay. they it's,
1: and that is cool i we mean, enjoy to spend time together yeah. if they're athletic or Running, golfing, things that we yeah, stink cool, at. Yeah,
0: cool hobbies. <laughs> yeah, what do we do? Uh, I don't know. A, all right. Um, yeah, what are some other strengths? I
1: think are? being a good team. Like, as parents, I think yeah. some couples are make a terrific team together. Yeah. I think prioritizing, like, dates. Some couples are very good at going out together. Praying together. Um just having spiritual conversations if church or something like that. If that's something you're able to talk about after the fact, that's a huge strength.
0: That's so good. So, so again, if you were sitting in with me, I'm telling you, I wouldn't even let you go to the next list unless you at least made 10. Because the heartbeat behind this is more than likely, um, we focus too quickly on the negative stuff. and We don't spend enough time going, oh, there are some great things that we have going for us. Man, we love Jesus. Um, We're on the same page when it comes to parenting, Um, on and on and on. There's some strengths that we have that we neglect to even celebrate because we're so quick to run to weaknesses. What are some weaknesses that you can see in relationships just off the cuff? I
1: think never slowing down, letting a busy schedule allow you to neglect your relationships.
0: Yeah, busy.
1: Yes, being too busy, workaholic, those kind of things. I think a weakness could be allowing your... Kids to become uh, way more important—a more important relationship in your life than your spouse. Money, yeah. Yeah. not having that in line, is can be a huge weakness.
0: Yeah, it's a weakness. And, and same exercise here. Uh, I won't spend forever. Kids are
1: not a weakness. Yes. again, we did that last time too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they're, yeah they're kind of yeah. I, prioritizing them higher than okay, opportunities. Um, this is exciting. This is a this is a part of the exercise where it's. What's on the horizon? What are some things that you can see um, that could be a blessing for us moving forward? What are some opportunities that we have? Maybe just list off some of those too, Karen.
1: Um, I think an opportunity for every marriage, and this definitely includes ours, is to grow in some of those spiritual disciplines, to grow in praying together, or grow in just opening a Bible together, talking about Jesus together. I think for us, the opportunity maybe to work together is an opportunity. Um, Growing a family is an opportunity
0: yeah great and then threats Uh, This will always be the last one that we do because this will fuel some more conversation to have on boy these are some danger areas of our life I'm gonna just um, if you can't see it that's phone the amount of time I spend with my face on my phone could be a threat to our relationship I'm gonna go real mature stuff online that I shouldn't be looking at is a threat for a lot of couples. Financially, again, could be a threat that is putting you into some relational tension. What's the point? It's to birth some conversation. Where are we at? What are we winning in? What are some areas that we can spend more time developing? And yet, if I were to just leave you there, you'd go, well, thanks for you know, opening that can, and I'll always do my best to share one more tool. You'll see it on the back side of that list. Now check this out. Bon chicky Another one. Yeah, it took me forever to do that. Yeah, I built that, okay. Um, everybody's impressed in the room. It's a goal setting chart. It's, it seems so unspiritual, but I'm telling you, it's, it's been a blessing to know how to make a goal and to actually see it to fruition. It's giant. It's a chart called the S3 chart. It uses three words, a stretch goal, and it breaks it into three sprints. I'll explain this in a second. And then into small steps. And each one builds on each other. A step builds to your sprint. Your sprint helps you go to your big goal. Now, the heartbeat behind sharing this is two weeks ago. After the second service, we had um, a friend of ours come up to us, and, uh, and she was in a spot, her and her husband kind of just shared vulnerability. Um, if we're just, she said, not our words, we're just not connecting right now. I said, oh, okay. And so my, my brain's just going wild and I'm going, I think we can help, I can help, I, we can do this. You're not connecting, I said, is he on the same page? Yes, we're on the same page. We just, it's just felt like this for a long time. And I'm going, all right, I said, give me some more. Um, you want to connect that was the goal that they had both kind of agreed we want to connect more we're right here we're not connecting boy we would love to be here where we've increased the connectivity in our relationship the stretch goal is to connect and so then i just drew out this you know this quite honestly this dumb looking chart i said what if instead of just dreaming up connecting again what if i helped you put into place different goals for the next three weeks. And so I said, give me some more. How come you're not connecting? Her words, not mine. She said, well, it's because my husband comes home at nine from work and I get off at five and I'm tired by nine. And I said, okay. So it's kind of hard to, you know, spend time together. And I said, what if for one week, And I just wrote this down. And I said, what if for one week you had a 9 p.m. date right when your husband got home? I said, would you be able to do that for the rest of your life? She's like, no, I'd be so tired. I said, do you think for one week it would help you connect though? And she said, yes. I said, okay, all right, we can agree to this. One week, it's gonna move you forward to connecting if you schedule a 9 p.m. date. And then I just said, but I'm not stopping there. I said, what's it gonna take for you to have a 9 p.m. date? You already said you're tired. She said, I know, I'm so tired. I said, What if for one week you drank a Red Bull? This is why I'm not a paid counselor, everyone. All right. What if you drink a Red Bull at 8:45? I was like, this is a true story. I mean, Carrie's like, you gotta be kidding me. This, you know, she's pouring her heart out, and you're trying to give her wings. You know, so it's like, at 8:45 p.m., what if you, for one week, what if you were a little just you were jazzed up? I mean, you're just flying around, like, hey, you're home. Well, was like do you think you'd be able to have some fun? She said, oh yeah, that'd be good. Couldn't do it forever. It'd be an agreed upon time. So what if, what if financially doesn't work for you guys to go out to eat every night at 9 p.m.? What if one night of the week, so you guys brought home Oreos and milk and you guys ate a whole box of Oreos and milk? Do you think you would connect? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> this is where it gets, you know, I'm, I just made them set goals within their sprint goal. It's exciting. They did this. They sent it back. I mean, they were just so jazzed. I said, okay, you you, you do this. This is so good. What if the next week, uh, boy, you knew that. It's been a long time since we connected on a longer term. What if we scheduled a fun weekend? I said, well, what would that need? It would help you connect, yep. What would you? We'd need some money. Well, how much? Probably 300 bucks to get a hotel and a dinner. How would you do that? You might have to cut the Oreos. You know, you did that last week in the Red You get what I'm saying? Schedule it. Get the hotel. Put the, put the things in place. Get the responsibilities that you need taken care of. Third goal. It's just moving towards connecting. You can do this with any goal. I got a, I got a stretch goal of getting out of financial insanity. What am I going to do? I'm going to take a course. I'm going to start to save. I'm going to, it's the same concept. Spiritual. I just said, what if you, church, non negotiable, pray together, just wake up and read, get a devotional, and just see the light bulbs go on. I'm just telling you, it's one of the greatest gifts. That's what we want for you. Gave this woman homework, it was on a legal pad of paper that I had in my backpack. And so we just asked our graphic artists, design it up so that we can give it to each and every one of you. What I want to do today is I want to give you all homework, okay? Homework. I want you to fill these out. What fills you up? What drains you? What are your strengths, your weaknesses, the opportunities and threats? And set a goal. What's a goal that you have? And break it out. Do this thing. I think God. really, I
1: think it'll work in any relationship. It'll
0: work in any. I mean it a lot.
1: And if you do it alone, I think it'll still be a blessing. Yeah,
0: I think so too. Hey, Carrie and I, we wanna we wanna end a little different. We're gonna we're gonna ask you to stand up, and we're gonna pray over you, so we can get you guys out on time, and uh, we won't do a closing song. But, uh, Carrie, let's let's pray over the relationships in the room, Mm -hmm. and uh, we think God will just do something special in it. Would you pray with us?
1: Jesus, thank you so much that you are the author of relationships, you are the designer of humans, you know our flaws, you know our hearts. Thank you that you came to save us, that you came to give us a new life, that you are our strength, you are the one that makes us able to get rid of our sin and to live in the newness that we have in you. God, we just pray over relationships, we pray over marriages, God, and we want so much for marriages that honor you and that reflect you are and the love that you have for us, God. So we just pray that we would come alongside each other, that we would love each other where we're at, that we would encourage one another, that we would be a blessing to one another, and that we would um, seek you first, and we would find you, God. We would be moved to be more and more like you so that our children will be blessed, our spouses will be blessed, everyone that we are in relationship with, God, will be blessed because we are becoming more and more like you. Love you, God. We pray these things in your name.
0: Amen. Hey, everyone, you guys have a terrific rest of your Sunday. Have fun doing some homework, everyone. We'll see you guys back for week four. Can we give it up for Carrie, everyone? Come on. See you guys next week. Take care. See ya.